Glenn's son Todd was 17 and had just learned to dive <laughs> you, that year. Did you hear, ever hear that joke? You go to the doctor and the doc, the doc is like, oh, I've got some really bad news. What's, what's the bad news, well, doc? Uh, hold on, hold on. You already on. said this joke a I couple did. episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the one about the dog. No, no the cat. One, one, three, the, the, two, two, one. one. Exactly. Yeah, Thank that. you. <laughs> It's a good one, though. Uh, if you could have set it up better, I'd just like uh, know. with it. Damn it. Oh, well, what's the, got some bad news. You're going to die. How long do oh, I got okay. to live? Three, two, one. There you go. Oh, yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. Three. <laughs> three. Three what? Three what? Two, one. <laughs> that joke never gets old, even in my mind. How to, bu- how to butcher a joke and yet still laugh. <laughs> I might be able to edit it together so it actually nah, sounds decent. I keep the butchered version. The power. I like the butchered version. Okay. We don't, yeah, I don't think we're going to have to make it campy and goofy. I'd like to see a ghost. Oh, you wait. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. thing we took away was probably won't need 80s so cool well hey everybody welcome back to the great Dive podcast you're here with your host old jamesy old james older by the day jamesy deep river uh and old brando young you're, brando you're, you're getting older by the day too oh fuck getting older by the second i think we all are getting older by the second yeah well there's times there's, there's days where i wake up i think i go back in time you you feel so much younger and better the next day i feel better the next day than i do the day before there's, uh, there's day days I, I have that then there's days that i don't i got a thank you from dan oh divers alert network uh thank you email yeah no okay supposedly they're supposed to send me some of those flyers or pamphlets we we're talking about oh that's nice but um they said thanks so much for the support okay, that's what we do Hey, I man. get that every. That's what we do. I get that once a year too, when my automatic payment for my Dan insurance. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't act like you're so cool speaking with your of, thank you for supporting of, Dan. Speaking of email. thank you for support, <laughs> hey Patreon supporters, how long did it take you to like process that segue? Because I was watching <laughs> steam coming off your forehead there for like what's he? Oh, he's, <laughs> he's working something, and then he segued. You segued into the. Speaking of support, athletic supporters, why don't you guys, uh, let, let's hear your voices. <laughs> Speaking of athletic supporters, <laughs> thank you to all of our Patreon members who, without your help, we'd uh, have a hard time. Uh, we'd be divorced. Quite, we'd, we'd be quite divorced. possibly. Yeah. <laughs> Not from each other, but we'd be divorced from our uh, respective perspective. Uh, respective yes. or perspective? Our, our respective wives would be like, yes. okay, it's gone. Don't you think it's gone on? Don't you think your little thing has gone on long <laughs> exactly. enough? Exactly. I thought you guys don't were just going to dabble. It'd be another one of those things. Don't you, you think did. your little Wayne's World show has <laughs> gone far enough? Wow. Did she call you Wayne's World too? Because my wife has been calling me, me Garth. 
<laughs> You're Wayne. That's pretty bad when my wife thinks I'm Garth. <laughs> so last week, we cooked up a little bit of disaster lasagna. Ay-ya. Now that's And I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm full. I'm getting a little full. You don't want any dessert. But I, I could go for a little bit of dessert. Little, uh, how about catastrophe cake? A little bit of you How you feel about a catastrophe, catastrophe cake. cake? I can go for a piece of catastrophe and, uh, cake. With a little calamity coffee, maybe a <laughs> catastrophic cocktail. I'll, I'm going to mix up some catastrophic cocktails. You All go right. uh, bake us a catastrophe <laughs> cake. And we're going to see 30 years later. We need to open a restaurant. So 30 years ago, we had that recipe for disaster in Skin Diver Magazine. And what we were saying was, right at the beginning, I don't know that we learned all that much all these years later. No, because I'm going to guess uh, this is by Scuba Diving Magazine. So this is Scuba Diving Magazine. And they, they, I think they area. still have the rights to Skin Diver. So they probably just went through their old files. Hey, let's put this one in. Change the names. Change the names from old, uh, who do we have well, there? This, this Bill wasn't... and Phil and Lil or something. <laughs> this <laughs> and, one uh... happens to be Pat and Matt and Cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, 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 no. They wouldn't no, no. do that. This is, uh, this is uh, from Scuba Diving Magazine. So they're, they have a section now called The Lessons for Life that they've had for years, which is real similar to that I learned about diving from that dot, dot, dot. Similar column. or exactly the same? Similar. What's different? The title. Mm, okay. <laughs> so this is about a lack of fitness spells disaster. For an inexperienced dive duo. They should have changed the title to Lack of Fitness Spells Catastrophe Cake. Catastrophe Cake. <laughs> for an inexperienced dive <laughs> duo. A recipe for catastrophe cake. Glenn loved to dive with his son. It made everything about the sport perfect. Conditions on this day, however, were making things a bit less than ideal. How old is Glenn's son? We haven't even got to Glenn yet. Hang on. <laughs> Now that they were back on the surface, the waves were high and getting worse. Glenn wasn't looking forward to exiting through the surf zone. To make matters worse, he just couldn't catch his breath. So they're trying to get out. He's exhausted. Right. So they're not even underwater. Is that right? He He's exhausted in the surf zone trying to walk now, out. Yeah, they're yeah. back. They're, they've just finished the dive. Right. Back to the surface. Shore entry yeah. and, uh, and he's out of breath. Surf. So again. Getting beat up, getting knocked around. This right. Is, and this is, again, where we talk you, you don't about need to be in fantastic shape to go bingo. diving. Bingo. Until you need to be in, in good, good shape. shape. Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't need to be a triathlon, you know, athlete. But things you're going to encounter on an average or normal or, you know, e- even even if it's not the average dive, you might go in the water and the conditions are one thing and you come out and it's a completely different, you know, Which story. Which was the story that we had with the right. recipe lasagna, or yeah. the, with the disaster lasagna. Yeah. And now we're going to serve up a little... Catastrophe cake. That's right. right. Calamity cake. Some so, kind of cl- cl- something cake we are having cake right yeah we're, we're having pie cake. we're having cake for dessert or is there ice so, cream so on this note though we we learned in the dan stuff that we've done earlier what happens as we increase that work in the, the water load, yeah. and at the same time we're increasing our age beyond that 40 years of age yeah. zone mm-hmm. how we're starting to mix a new ingredient in that cake batter called death <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! Don't fool around with it. It's like, yeah, I don't like eat poblano peppers. I just go right to habanero or ghost pepper or something. Glenn was forty-nine with twenty-five lifetime dives. Oh, so he was an instructor. <laughs> 
He could have been an instructor. <laughs> maybe, I'm waiting maybe, for that. Maybe. And a basic open water certification. Damn. He could he, he could have been in his dive master program. <laughs> Working on it. He's got in his van. No, he did a no. simulated 100 foot dive at uh, 33 feet. No, Glenn had some sensibility. He's just a basic open water diver. Okay. All right, Glenn. You got your head on. He had learned to dive on the beaches near his home, and most of his dives had been made at the same site. Did his son learn to dive at the Sons of Beaches? (laughs) (laughs) I got a million of these, man. Not bad. I'm going to be here all week. Not bad. (laughs) Please tip your (laughs) waitress. He was in moderate health with no diagnosed problems, although his doctor warned that he needed to lose weight and get more exercise. You need to lose weight and get more exercise there, Glenn. Glenn's son Todd was 17, and he had just learned to dive that year. The younger diver had completed 10 dives, all with his father. He had a basic open water diver certification as well. Okay. So both of them um, are, are very new, right, for a couple of reasons. One, they don't have that many dives. Two, they haven't had a round exposure of, of environments, right? They've dove one environment, mm-hmm. uh, probably but it's one, this environment, similar, though. one similar set of conditions. Right, it's this environment. Let's talk about the, the dive itself. But they're diving in the conditions that they learned, which is what we recommend to divers. So they haven't, like, f***ed up in no, that No, respect. no, no, no. They haven't. You know, no. they're not pushing their limits. Well, this isn't this isn't them being, you know, uh, yeah. going way out of the means of of, yeah. of diving responsibility, which a lot of these lessons in life and a lot of right. those I learned from that. It's well, that's it's diver, our, la- our lasagna was our last lasagna and arrogance yes. where they go. Hey, I'm super diver. You know, I got covered. this. I got my mm-hmm. open water card. I'm Superman. And then they go way beyond their ability. Mm-hmm. That's not really the case with this. This is just happens to be. A lack of fitness. Okay. Glenn and Todd arrived at the shore early that morning. Conditions were moderate, but both men knew that getting through the surf zone in full gear was tricky. After that, things would settle down, and they could have a nice little dive. After making their entry, they swam on the surface, pulling a float and flag combination with them until they were far enough out to begin the dive. Before he submerged, Glenn felt uncomfortable and was breathing hard, so he had... So he held onto the float for a few minutes to catch his breath before submerging. Okay. Which is good stuff, right? Calm down, Mm -hmm. clear out the lungs a little bit, relax, get that enriching CO2 in your body from the huffing and puffing and short, shallow breathing. Calm down, clear it out a bit. Try to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's the exhalation that you're trying to get the most efficient use of yeah getting that getting your yeah. breathing back under control right when you're when you're huffing and breathing like uncontrollably right yeah you, you one you're you're enriching that co2 in your body well you're unable you're lo- to get it out yes mm-hmm. and you're basically poisoning your brain at that point too right well, and it's not yeah. going to get better your brain so this is where start for oxygen right it's getting relaxing CO2. getting full command of your breath where you are mm-hmm. physically inhaling and exhaling on your command, not just <gasps> involuntarily. Huffing. Right, where the urge to breathe, I mean, I think we should point this out to to the listeners. I don't know if we did it in the last show, but for the new listeners, the urge to breathe is a direct result of the CO2 partial pressure in your blood. And when you increase that, you increase your urge to breathe. You may have plenty of oxygen cursing through your bloodstream, but if you haven't you know, a heavy load of CO2, you're still going to be struggling to breathe. Right. And if you've got equipment on, tight wetsuit, BCD fully inflated, crushing your chest, and you can't, you know, work that those lungs efficiently enough, 
you're going to feel like you can't get enough gas from your regulator or even up on the surface. What's, yeah. what's that I smell? Are you cooking up some uh, <laughs> disaster lasagna? lasagna? <laughs> what we just had. Mmm, delish. Underwater, Glenn felt fine. They completed the dive with a maximum depth of 80 feet for 40 minutes and then made a safety stop at 15 feet for three minutes before they returned to the surface. Okay. So although outside of their limitations as a diver themselves a little bit, yeah, uh, they, they pulled off the safety stop. Yeah, the disaster didn't up. really uh, happen underwater. That really right. didn't you know, fuel surface disaster. No, the accident happened when the two divers surfaced to find that the wind had picked up, making the waves a bit stronger. As soon as they headed for their exit point, Glenn found himself in trouble again. He complained to his son that his gear felt tight and he couldn't breathe. So Todd towed his father toward the beach. There you go. I mean, wet, tight wetsuit, BCD fully inflated, especially if you've got a jacket BCD on. When you inflate that fully, it's a, it restricts the chest, the chestal area, as we call it in the medical field. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I called it in high school. <laughs> I bet you did. Uh, but yes, it restricts the breathing. So even at the surface, it's critical and important to have gear that fits comfortably, allows you to breathe and move uh, easily, comfortably without struggling. Because you're gonna, if you're working, you're gonna build up the CO2. What's the other thing here, Jamesy? I mean, you're getting up on the surface. If you're working. On the surface, we talked about this last week, too, during the disaster lasagna episode. You know, divers who are kicking on the surface to stay up, stay afloat. Right. You know, again, I go back to when I would teach open waters. I wouldn't let my students move their feet on the surface, you know, unless they're going to you know, bump into each other. But basically, there's no swimming when you're up here on the surface. First thing you do once you once you break the surface, inflate your BCD so you can stay afloat. And relax. Right. And you, you shouldn't have, to, have to, inf to inflate it, you know. Inflate all, it all the way and yeah. kick your ass off to stay at the surface. Right. Then you're overweighted. Yeah. You've got an issue. And the other thing, the other side of that is, what did we say last week? You can always let your weights go. You know, the weights can be replaced or you can go back on another dive and pick them up. But. Right. When they got to the surf zone, Glenn lost consciousness. Todd secured his father to the float and exited the water by himself so he could ditch his gear and get help. It reminds, reminds me of the acronym, Fat Fathers Float Featherlessly. <laughs> Fat Fathers Float Like a Feather When Secured to the Float. Do you remember that acronym? No, no, no. no. Flafluff? Flafluff? <laughs> it's like B-W-R-A-F. It's but it's F F F. It's the the acronym is fuck <laughs> fat fathers <laughs> fat fathers float. Unlike okay, let me ask you something. Unlike cataclysmic knots. Uh, I keeping this in or, delete, or deleting it? No, keep it in. I like that. Fat fathers float feathersly. Unlike cataclysmic knots. <laughs> BWRF <laughs> and remember your fuck when you're when you're diving with your old fat dad. <laughs> That's what I tell my kids. Once he cleared the surf, Todd got the attention of other divers on the beach, and two of them ran to his aid. They all re-entered the water to rescue Glenn. The divers stripped Glenn out of his gear and pulled him onto shore. 
They immediately began resuscitation efforts, but Glenn never regained consciousness. Oh, man. So this is really a disaster. Yeah. This is, I didn't know we were going to have to play, you know, the... And now I feel bad about <laughs> fat fathers are f***ed if they don't get fastened to the, to the float. Unsecured <laughs> by not. We're going to have a lot of hate mail from fat dads out there. <sighs> hey, I'm a fat dad. I don't find it very funny. <laughs> that. Well, so all joking aside, right? Um, they make mention, like in a sidebar in the story, that the fact that we have an aging population means that there are many middle-aged males participating in diving, and that is the group at the greatest risk. True. Like what you are talking about earlier is the breaking that 40 and 50-year zone, breaking the weight barrier and that BMI count mm-hmm. that they were talking about in all those Dan yeah. incidents, right? It's it's not a it's not uncommon and it's not to be it's not unexpected either. You look at the population, look at where the world is. You know, you can take this to whatever degree you want this conversation. But the jobs, the occupations men are holding now, they're sitting at a desk. They're not exercising, especially they get into the middle age. They're more comfortable. They get a little bit more money. But it's because they're working in a position that's not physical anymore. So they're getting fat. I mean, they're getting out of shape. They may not even physically get fat, but they're getting out of shape. And you need to stay in shape to scuba dive because you need it when you need it. You need it right in in a position like this, right? Things are fine going in. Yeah. Not so fine coming out. Yeah. And we don't know this, gentlemen, we don't know Glenn's medical background. I don't know if they're going to say anything. Did he have a cardiac problem or? Well, let's look at the analysis. Okay. This accident is less about mistakes made during the dive than it is about a question facing nearly all divers. Are you healthy and fit enough to dive? Word. The autopsy indicated that Glenn had had an undiagnosed severe blockages in his arteries, which led to his heart being enlarged, which we read about that cardiomegaly in a bunch of those incidents. Cardiomegaly. Reminds me of that old uh, acronym. (laughs) (laughs) men with cardiomegaly should not dive the surf how do you say it mw (laughs) which led to his heart being enlarged a condition called cardiomegaly we read about a lot in those dan incident reports of being overweight high bmi the enlarged heart over 50 over 40 boom that's where these incidents are occurring so Mm -hmm. the cause of death was declared drowning again you know, you, we get these accident reports, and then they do these statistics, but they don't paint an accurate picture. The, it doesn't tell the story. Right. Right? So he died from drowning. Okay, yes. Secondary to a cardiac event. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. Okay, but again, the cardiac event occurred. So he must have had water in his lungs. Right. If they, call, if they could call it drowning. Sure, sure. Of course because they, I'm sure that's what ultimately killed him was the yeah, drowning. But, but, what right, the, because if he was, I thought he was on the surface already. Did he go back under? I mean, what am I missing here? Well, he was having the heart attack, and then you know his kid left him on the surface, tied to the float, so he could swim back in, get rid of all of he his gear. He could go get his. He, uh, so he could, he could go get his cell phone and put it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So um, if they were, if they decided to take a bike ride down the beach that day instead of going scuba diving mm-hmm. that day, right? And then he had the issue going up the hill. That he wasn't expecting, right? So, I mean, was Glenn destined for this heart attack today or not is a question that you could debate. Being in the water certainly didn't help the situation, Mm -hmm. right? Having the restrictive gear gear on. Right. You have all of that. So it could have been a different story. Yeah. And who knows? 
what the breathing gas under pressure to dissolve nitrogen in your tissues, what role that played. And they still don't know, you know, they still don't know what, what role that plays in the cardiac arrest, the heart attacks, the, you know, the uh, unnerving, whatever adjective you want to use to describe it, the, uh, the increased amount of heart attacks we have with scuba divers. You know, it's not like the normal population. Scuba diving is like, wow, you're going to have a heart. There's a lot of heart attacks in scuba diving. For right, some and, I, and I would say it's it's that high workload when when well, things go a little, little to go, wrong. I think it that, has more to or something to do with the you know dissolved inert gas and breathing gas at or at pressure. I think that is playing a role in it that they can't figure out. They don't know what role it plays because that that jacks up all your blood chemistry tremendously and. You have all these chemo and baroreceptors throughout your body, that, and that's what is keying in all your organs to do what they're supposed to do when they need to do it, to include your heart. So and your heart's, you know, electronic, for all intents and purposes, electronic muscle pump deal. In short, <laughs> Glenn had a heart attack in the water and then drowned. Approximately one-third of fatal dive accidents are cardiac events in the water where the diver drowns or rescuers are unable to resuscitate the diver back on the boat. So the author of this column, Eric Douglas, says that this Lessons for Life has a personal element. In 2016, I had a heart attack, he says, although not in the water, and ended up having open-heart surgery because of blockages in the arteries that supply blood to my heart muscle. I wrote a series of articles for scuba diving about my situation, and the process of recovery that it took to get me back in the water. I interviewed Dr. James Caruso about exactly what had happened to me and why it was such a problem for divers. He quotes Dr. Caruso saying that essentially it is a plumbing problem. Arthrosclerotic plaque buildup is predominantly a combination of cholesterol buildup on the inside of the blood vessels along with injury to the lining of those blood vessels. There are several risk factors that accelerate this plaque formation, such as cigarette smoking, elevated serum lipid levels, such as high cholesterol and high triglycerides, high blood pressure genetics, increasing age up to a point, and male gender. So, because I'm a man. (laughs) Men have more heart attacks. That's all there is to it. That's what we do, because we get our hearts broken. Figuratively and literally. Because we've been getting our hearts broken oh, by women life. since we were teenagers. Word. Now that's where I was going. That's exactly where I was going. Okay, lessons lessons for life. Let's do it. Get in shape for diving. Let's go. Right now. That's why Jamesy, Jamesy and I are coming out with our own DVD uh, get Whip You in Shape program. It's called... Underwater Tybo. It's called F90X. <laughs> <laughs> Underwater Tybo. <laughs> we have the... Uh, Scubo. The ab cruncher, or the shake weights. Shake weights. Shake weights for everybody. (laughs) Shake tanks. We're going to get some shake shake tanks. tanks. Some tank weights. Reduce risk factors such as obesity, smoking, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol. Exercise regularly. And again, when when you tell somebody, hey, you want to go diving, you need to get in better shape. You need to stop smoking. You you got to cut down your weight. It's not being judgmental. No. Especially when no, you're yeah. talking to somebody mm-hmm. who's over 40, over 50 mm-hmm. years old. It's for their for their own good, you know, for their health and welfare. I had a guy, uh, you know, 15 years ago who 
talked into going to Cocos Island on a trip that we were running. And he says, you know, I better go see the doc and just, just get, a little, get sure. a little health yeah. checkup, you know. And the doc told him. No fucking way. No fucking way, pretty much. <laughs> He goes, if you, he goes, if you go on that trip, you're not coming back. And uh, so he goes, you know, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to cancel and I'm going so to focus went to, on. went to a different he, doctor who, he, <laughs> you know. I better get a. He, he said I was all right. So I went. Can I get another one of those forms? <laughs> I got to get to a different doctor. This one's full of red X's. No. So he, so he declined on the trip mm-hmm. um, and stayed home and got himself on a, on a exercise program and a, and a health change. And, you know, he came in, you know, saying, hey, man, you know. You talking to me about that trip basically saved my life. Well, good on him. Yeah. Good deal. If you have any of those risk factors, see your doctor and receive a complete physical. If warranted, you should seek a stress test to make sure your heart is healthy enough for diving. Again, this isn't, you know, just go to the doctor if you check off that you've had open heart surgery. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, looking at the reality of if you want to go do dives off of dive boats, out in the open ocean. Uh, in places where there's surge and there's current, in colder water, in more extreme environments, you should be in shape for it. Well, even for the mild dives, because things can change, or you don't know what you're going to run into, or you may be the one that needs to tow somebody in, and you're not ready well for stated. it. Well you stated, know? yeah, yeah. You, you just don't know when the call is going to come that you need to increase your physical exertion. And when you're already loaded up with gear, even if it's a single 80, although it's not that heavy, it's still heavy enough that it's it's taxing your body more than you would be walking along the surface. I, t- I tell you what, next time, you know, you're you're on the surface at the end of the dive just for the hell of it and you've got 100 feet to the back of the boat. 100 tow feet? Your, Where are you coming up, man? Take your, uh, well, I mean, uh, you know, kidding. the typical dives, yeah. right? So, you know, when yeah. you're out there, you know, listeners, you know, you want you want to... <laughs> I don't want to tell them to do this because they're going to have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. I heard a dive podcast. The Great Dive Podcast is, does not accept any responsibility <laughs> or risk associated with this. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, you're 100 feet from the boat. Just tell your buddy you want to tow him in and, and see how much you're huffing and puffing just by towing your buddy 100 feet to the back of the boat. I think we should remind listeners at this point. <laughs> by the way. By the way. <laughs> don't. We're not condoning that you actually do this, by the way. <laughs> you can say that. I'm going to say, by the way, I think our listeners should be warned. And, and Okay, good point. Yes, they should that, be warned uh, that we are not saying sh- to go out no, and do this and no. give yourselves a heart attack. Our that, show, that's not what I meant. Our show features unrehearsed banter between two dive buddies. Some of the things that we may say could be sarcastic or obtuse and could be taken out of context. So do not use this show in place of proper scuba education. Thank you, GDP. Thank you very much. Yes, yes. <laughs> you heard that disclaimer? Yeah. Remember, you can return to diving after receiving stents in your heart or even after open heart surgery, but you can't keep diving if you're dead. Get trained. I knew this one guy. Don't we have some ghost stories <laughs> coming up? Uh, this is the lead up. This I know. Up. Oh, I'm trying to segue it into. That's why I'm saying up. false statement. <laughs> Get trained in emergency care techniques and have the necessary equipment on hand to administer basic life support in an emergency. Clear. Boom. The heart's response to high blood pressure is to get bigger. Like any other muscle, pushing against resistance. A larger heart needs more oxygen and the blood has to flow to more tissue. This can be problematic if there is coronary artery disease restricting blood flow. This most likely explains Glenn's enlarged heart 
Divers are at no greater risk for coronary artery disease than the average person, old Dr. Caruso says. The fact that we have somewhat aging diving population means that there are many middle-aged males participating in recreational diving. And this is the group at the greatest risk, remember. We have just an aging population. Yeah. And an aging, inactive, sedentary population. Okay? Correct. Now, I know, if, I mean, things are changing a little bit, but if you looked at, like, the 90s. Into the 2000s, for yeah, sure. Yeah, people were not going to the gym. It wasn't a, a thing to go to the gym. It was a thing to, you know, have cocktails and put your feet up, sit around. It's, well, smoking smoke. wasn't that big, but it was, well, big. It was, it was big. still big. I the other know, problem dude. is that dude, diving frequently. 70s smoking was big. Oh, yeah. 80s, well, when I was in yeah. high school. There a lot of smoking going on. It's on the downtrend. Oh, yeah. Thankfully. Thankfully, but you especially still see, for, when I see a young divers. person it's buy weird. cigarettes, I'm like, are you? It blows me away when I see a Are you dumbass? Yeah, like, what? are you kidding me? It's not, well, and that's the thing is, it's not like, uh, it, it's not even cool. I mean, well, and, and not that it was cool back then, but that well, was, it, a, it was, it was a rebellious thing. It was thing. rebellious I'm, you know, back then. You man, you know, TV painted. I don't care about my. I don't care about you. I don't care about my health. TV painted that. Yes, I I get it for that. But it's no longer being painted. You know, it's it's really you can't really show people smoking like they used to. Do you remember that? Oh, everybody had for good. Yeah, and for good reason, I I would say. Yeah. The other problem is that diving frequently takes place in somewhat isolated locations. Far from the high-level medical care required to get the person through a potentially fatal ischemic cardiac event. And ischemia. Ischemia is a lack of oxygen being perfused to a tissue. So when it becomes ischemic, it means somehow you've cut off oxygen flow to it. And they were talking about in this situation, it's because of that enlarged heart and because of the blockage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the heart needs more blood, needs more oxygen, I should say, and then you've got blockage on top of it, so it's restricting the amount of oxygen. You are much more likely to survive a heart attack if immediate resuscitation efforts, particularly defibrillation, are employed. Well, Eric Douglas writes, I've been writing and teaching about the use of automated external defibrillators, AEDs, on dive boats since 2003. Many liveaboards have opted to purchase them, and even some day boats have too. Learning CPR is a great skill for divers and is absolutely important as a first step to save the life of someone in cardiac arrest. But it isn't a magic bullet. No, there are no magic bullets. You just have to try to keep your, yourself in shape. While it does reduce the risk, it doesn't eliminate the risk. You know, I should also say that. So, I mean, I'm there's no not. guarantees when you go diving. That's the, it at the end. Of, there's no guarantees in life. People seem to think you, you are entitled to live through everything. And if you don't, it's somebody else's fault. Well, you got to go look in the mirror. Are you keeping yourself in shape? Are you eating right? Are you making it less likely that you're going to have an issue? And ultimately, even if you do have an issue, it's your fault, I think. For every minute a person is in cardiac arrest, their chance of survival drops by approximately 10%, even with CPR. I think that goes up. Uh, it's a curve. It's not direct linear. I think like after two minutes, it drops even. Yeah. It would, starts dropping quicker. After about 10 minutes, the chance that person will regain a pulse is just about non-existent. Hmm. When you consider the possible delay in providing care when bringing an unconscious diver to the surface and getting his gear off to get him to the boat, the window is very, very small. Right. Having an AED and a crew trained to use it is vitally important. On the upside of those is in cold water uh, and young people, there is uh, statistical data to show that 
they can live a little bit longer, they have a better chance of recovery than uh, us old fat fuckers. Fat fuckers over 40 float feathers, <laughs> float like a feather when fastened to the float. <laughs> Unless catastrophic knots. I think that's how it goes. Eventually, <laughs> there's a quiz later. Eventually, undo catastrophic knots. That's how we do it. Eventually, Glenn would have had a heart attack on land, but the additional stress of the dive pushed his heart over the limit. The delay in getting him out of the water and beginning care made it nearly impossible that we nearly impossible that he would have survived the situation. On a more practical level, Todd's inexperience with dive rescues delayed getting Glenn to emergency care, right? Because remember, Todd was just yeah. just basically open water. But we can't lay this on Todd. No. This ill. Todd, you killed your dad. Nice job. You let him get fat. You couldn't swim in into shore quick enough. You don't have the first aid skills. You weren't carrying your AED. You, you tied, you tied the cataclysmic your, knot. You could not undo the cataclysmic knot. The divers were diving you in just relatively had a uck. The divers were diving in relatively cold water. So they were both carrying a large amount of lead to offset heavy wetsuits. Glenn's weights were never dropped from the integrated BCD he was wearing. Todd's in prison right now for homicide, isn't he? <laughs> First degree murder. Todd had this planned. Todd was, coincidentally, he was the only uh, inheritor of Dad's billions. Dad Glenn was a billionaire. Had Todd dropped Glenn's weights, he could have made Glenn positively buoyant on the surface. Removing Glenn's scuba unit would have made it much easier for him to tow Glenn on the surface and through the surf zone. It is possible that getting Glenn to the beach faster would have increased his chances of surviving the incident. Yeah, that's, that, that's some terrible pressure to put on Todd. I mean, the, the kid's yeah. young. He's freaking out. Yeah. Only got 10 dives under his belt. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's hard to have the, the, the foresight and the yeah. wherewithal to, to pull that off. You know, that that's where, mm-hmm. you know, getting the diving time and experience in is... is right. I mean, if you go by this article, you aren't passing Open Water 101 without doing a couple of rescue type classes, you know, actually including a rescue class in the open water. Well, know. again, like we've said before, yeah. you know, in, in an open water class, you're taught to you have a, dump your weights. You're taught to well, do covered, a tire right? diver mm-hmm. toe, but it doesn't really put in the thinking and put you in that mindset of when and where and why. Well, they teach gonna... you, but th- here's the thing, Jamesy, that it's that word mastery. It's very, very, very subjective the requirement is mastery to show mastery and in order to do to do that the students usually demonstrate it's very easy to show hey i can unbuckle my weight belt and hold it away from my body and release it right that's very easy to demonstrate you can do it once or twice you know do it for me twice and they never struggle at it okay this guy seems to have this down but what is not taught is is this mindset like you said the word is mindset is this when do i do this and the it has to be instilled into the basic like uh, those building blocks. One of the first things you do, you know, that's why I say buoyancy. When you're at the surface, you're buoyant. You're not working. You're just buoyant. If you have to struggle, you need to let your weights go. If you've got your BCD fully inflated and you're struggling, weights have to go. And on an unconscious diver or a diver you're trying to you know initiate a rescue with, whether they're conscious or unconscious, if they're working, we're doing something wrong. The weight's right. got to go. So you've got to instill that. How do you instill that on a new diver to that that mindset that, you know, I go back to paramedic or EMT or basic first aid training, which is ABCs, and it's just slammed into your head so much that you 
instinctually go airway, breathing, circulation all the time. First thing I look for, does he have an airway? Is he breathing? That's the first thing I look for. And if not, then I'm going to try to establish why and check circulation at the same time. So you, you have those ABCs, right? Same right. thing with and, this and guy. He, buoyancy should be part of your ABCs of diving. Buoyancy at no the surface. No doubt about right? it. And for, for poor Todd, you know, he's struggling with himself, let alone yeah. thinking of getting Glenn buoyant. Ditching his weights would have allowed Glenn to float higher in the water, lessening his chances that he aspirated water and drowned. Aspirate. <coughs> That he aspirated water and drowned. The odds that Glenn would have survived. That he aspirated water and drowned. <laughs> the odds that James, Glenn. James, you're the singer. Yeah. I think you, you got this voice thing down. <laughs> that he aspirated water, water, water. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, you're over there clearing your throat. I'm like, oh, it's I, oh. <clears throat> just pretend no. this is a, a punk rock song. Did he aspirate water and drown? No! Did he aspirate water and drown? No! Did he aspirate water and drown? No! Oh, there we go. That's the old James the I used to know. <laughs> Ditching his weights would have allowed Glenn to float higher in the water, lessening the chances that he aspirated water and drowned. The odds that Glenn would have survived this incident, even with a perfect rescue, are low. But they would have been higher than if they Todd were. wasn't there. If it wasn't f***ing Todd. <laughs> Boy, they, 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 he really does throw, throw Todd, <laughs> Todd under the right bus under a little the bit. Goddamn on the goddamn bus. The I was like, what the f*** wait, 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 my no, daddy? No, no. Boy, he really did smear a piece of catastrophic cake in yes. Todd's face there at the end, <laughs> didn't he? That's, uh... That's bad. So yeah, poor Todd. Is really taking uh, taking the blame for this, but can we can we turn this into? Um, let me ask you this. Yeah. Can we can we turn this from not so much being Todd's fault as much well, as it is being? Well, it's it's not Todd's fault. The I I would article shame this or you know throw this the writer under the bus for the mere fact that ultimately the responsibility of your health and welfare falls on you as an adult in this you know this world the society trying to say oh well if todd was in better shape if todd knew how to do this and if todd remembered to let his weight belt go and all this other stuff if 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 well if todd hadn't been put in this situation because glenn was not in shape well none of this would have happened and you know, Todd and Glenn would be having a beer at the pub after the dive. They would have went out for some disaster lasagna. <laughs> they wouldn't actually. They wouldn't have had to have disaster lasagna or right. the disaster or catastrophic cake or calamity cake or whatever cake we're making for these uh, this dead guy. But again, I I look at the way the author treated the the kid. That's I don't know. I think that's too much. And you know, I'm heartless. But I have a little sympathy for the, the kid trying to tow his, his dad. He's, right. If it's your dad, it's another thing. You may have gotten all that. You know, I've had, I was a paramedic, worked in Detroit, <laughs> seen a lot of shit. When my daughter snapped her arm at her humerus, and uh, I mean snapped it, so it's just hanging there. Uh, I'm going to tell you, a lot of shit goes out the window. A lot of your, like, cool, calm collective goes out the window. Sure, because you got a, a personal you, connection uh, yes, and this empathy you've got a comes over. Yeah. In, in the patient. I'm with you well, there. Normally, I disconnect from the, you know, okay, shut your fucking mouth, stop bleeding on me, <laughs> and uh, let's let's get out of here. <laughs> you didn't say that to her? 
Well, I, I did, but I was yelling it. <laughs> um, so that's uh, so. Thirty years later, so I learned from diving about the disaster yes. lasagna mm-hmm. compared to the catastrophic, catastrophic cake. cake. Um, Dessert is just as delicious as the the main course. Yes, when you have a, a lack of buoyancy control, mm-hmm. right? In this case, it wasn't so much working hard underwater on the dive that that led yeah. to an overconsumption it's on of the gas. Surface, yeah. It was up on the surface, but it's it ended up with the, with a, another Fatality, problem, yeah. right? With too heavy on the surface, struggling to stay afloat, mm-hmm. working too hard to get back to shore. Yeah, they're trying to work against Mother Nature. You're trying to work against the water. You're not going to win that, Never, that struggle. Never, because Mother Nature is not going to get tired. Mother Nature is a bitch, a cruel she, bitch. She's not going to get winded. No, she's in, in great shape. She's in fantastic shape. She just won that marathon. <laughs> Mother Nature's been doing <laughs> universal CrossFit. <laughs> yes. for... Mother, yeah. <laughs> CrossFit. It's not a cult. <laughs> it's a cult. I mean, it's a way of life. Anyway, you're right. I mean, that's the thing is you're not going to win that fight. So if you're fighting against the water, you're you got to stop you immediately, gotta, mm-hmm. right? And, and you got to fix, you got to yeah. fix that fight mm-hmm. to your advantage, right? Yeah. And in a clear case like this, you need to create ample positive buoyancy, right, for it, yourself, so you can just and for your buddy. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think if you can, if you can start to instill this approach, whereas. I don't work underwater. I don't work, right? If I'm working, I got to find out what is the problem. What am I working against here? Similar to we, you know, we had the the waiting buoyancy issue. We also had a CO2 issue like we right. did last time, and right? So the, the struggling on the surface directly related. To, that's a direct relation to the work you're doing, right? Which keeps you pumping and huffing and huffing mm-hmm. them harder and faster, mm-hmm. which just keeps that CO2 growing Building. and growing and growing, mm-hmm. which makes you. Breathe faster. That's yeah. the thing. It's a vicious cycle. You build more CO2 because you're breathing faster. And, and you're building not able CO2. CO2. And you can't get it out because of things like, well, if you're underwater, that, that elevated CO2 goes up much more rapidly because of the ambient pressure, because partial pressure yeah, no of CO2. About but about here, on, the surface, on the surface, it's going up. But he's probably, I, I'm trying to envision he's out of shape, so he's a bigger guy. Well, he's done. Yeah, yeah he, but he, his gear, yeah. he's probably got his BCD inflated fully so then there because he's go. overweighted. So last last time we had, an, we had an issue of throw in, you know, we threw in some shitty equipment, that, that rental gear that was mm-hmm. giving some problems. But here again, it, it, it is an equipment issue in so much as not properly using it at the surface, right. whether that's getting rid of the weights that you don't need uh, and then allowing you to be able to get rid of some of the gas in the wings so you're, mm-hmm. or, or in the... Some in of the, the gas and the BCDs, you're not crushing sure your body to, to have difficult breathing. Yeah, and so, you've got a wetsuit on. I mean, a wetsuit is restrictive in and of itself. You know, like the old right, thing yeah. we say, if if you don't struggle to get in that wetsuit when you're trying in a wetsuit in the shop, you know, it doesn't, you, fit, you well, it doesn't right. fit you well enough. So you know that those wetsuits, especially the older ones, but they're restrictive of your breathing. That's all there is to it. You know, if they're fitting you correctly, they're they're tight around your body, right? Because it's supposed to eliminate the water exchange. Well, there you go. Hey, who would have thought lasagna and cake are going to have a bunch of the same ingredients? Well, at, at the end of the day, the disasters, the, the, this, this whole cookbook we've got of disasters, the base ingredient is, a, is working or CO2 buildup. That's a, a very base ingredient for a large portion of the recipes. 
and, yeah, there you, you know, go. you throw in equipment, you throw in lack of training or lack of knowledge, and ultimately it's education, right? I think that all of society's problems can go down to education uh, just because we don't know things or we are taught incorrectly, you know, incorrectly or poor, poor education because we want it quick, fast. I want my card now. Everybody gets passed. Mastery is show me once and not worrying about the mindset. Really haven't taught them, right? Things like that all go into these yeah. recipes. The mindset. The awareness. Stay tuned for the TGDP Mindset Boot Camp next spring. We have a 12-cassette program you can order for, for four easy payments of thirty nine ninety five. You can pay, PayPal those today. <laughs> All right, gang. Well, hey, that was uh, that was another great little dive. Uh, again, we've had a couple emails about you know our, our views of, of health and fitness, and and I think instead of us just coming up and telling you you got to get in better shape and you need to be able no. to do a hundred pushups with your scuba gear on and you need to be able to do a marathon with a set of twins on your back, it's a lot easier to look at some real life examples and look at what happened and put the proof in the in the pudding, pudding which is another the... recipe in the cookbook. <laughs> Proofs in the pudding. Dessert. Okay, let's sign these logbooks in. All we'll right. Get to finish this one up. Nice disaster and catastrophic failure cake. Get well soon. Love, Glenn. I mean, Sammy. Let's see. Uh, Todd. Um, <laughs> Fuck you. We're going to have to come up. You know what? We should uh, come up with a page of diving acronyms because will, diving, much like the military, is full of acronyms. Correct. We should. That should be a tab on the on oh, the website. Yeah. New acronyms. Sweet acronyms. Sweet acronyms. If you got any guys, send them to us. Peace All right. Out. Peace out. Dive safe. Become a rescue diver. Watch Squad 51. You remember Squad 51? Emergency? Nope. Don't act like you're not that old. No, really? Not that old. Rampart? I'm not that old. Rampart. Jesus. This is the Squad 51. Squad 51. See the man. No, that was Adam 12. One Adam 12. See the man. You remember one Adam 12? Nope. With vaguely. The, I vaguely remember I had an Adam 12 uh, lunchbox. Actually, I don't think I had it. It was another kid. I had banana splits lunchbox. But anyway, Adam 12 on the lunchbox. It was... Uh, uh, the two cops, Reed and McCoy, and there was a kid who had his head stuck in between the, the bars of a fence. <laughs> He's like crying. Every time you look at it, you just start laughing. But one Adam, or Squad 51 was emergency out in uh, Los Angeles. That's, that's, that's really nice. Yeah. Dude. Right. I remember Baywatch. This is directly. Re- I remember <laughs> Baywatch. Yeah, Baywatch is. One time. This one time. This, this uh, girl got stuck in a underwater cave and they all grabbed a bunch of spare airs and went and saved her did they have to take out her uh, breast implants <laughs> oh yeah i i think i remember the spare airs episodes then they use they use those a lot they, they did they did you and they'd be going some, down like 90 feet serious depth stay of down. time on those things yeah well wow.